Now, what I have to preach that I feel like that the Lord gave me is almost a lesson. But I don't want it to be a lesson today, so I tried to format it to change it a little bit. But I want it to be a message that God would speak. Because I heard someone say that Jesus was just a good teacher. I heard someone say that maybe just a prophet. I heard someone else say that, <clears throat> you know, you really don't know even what his name is. Is he? The Old Testament? Is he the New Testament? Is he a compound name? We don't really know for sure, they say. So with that statement in mind, let me title this message today, Who is this Jesus? Who is this Jesus? I hope by the end of this message that there will be no doubt who he is and no doubt of what he can do for you and no doubt of his name. To save time, I'll, I'll give Scripture reference, but I'll not read all of them. There are 23,145 verses in the Old Testament. Amazingly, over 570 of them mention, refer to, or prophesy of a coming Messiah. Over 100 of these prophecies were fulfilled with the crucifixion of Jesus. At least 28 of these prophecies were fulfilled on the very day of, of the crucifixion. You see, there's an array of prophecies that span hundreds of years from Genesis to Malachi. And I'll start with this verse in John 20 and verse number 31. But these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. Hallelujah. Who is this Jesus? Listen closely and judge for yourself the truth that God's Word speaks. Jesus said in John chapter 5 and verse number 39, Search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. He was talking to his listeners, and he said, Go ahead, search the Scriptures, look into the Scriptures. Over 570 Scriptures in the Word of God point to me. King David predicted the resurrection of Jesus in Psalm 16. And the references as fulfilled was found in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 29 where, the, where Peter said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David that he is both buried and dead and his sepulcher is with us unto this day. 
Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that a fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. Verse 31, he seeing this before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption, that he would rise again. Almost 1,000 years, even before the birth of Jesus Christ, David spoke of that. But there are so many, many more prophecies there that uh, I could just couldn't have time to cover them all. But I want to speak of eight prophecies today and bring these in to your attention. You see, Jeremiah wrote, the Messiah would be of the lineage of King David. This was in 600 B.C. Um, Micah wrote, the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem, 710 B.C. And, and isn't that interesting? Isn't that uh, remarkable that this would be told uh, several hundred years before that Jesus would be born? You cannot pinpoint the day or the time. Even your family could not pinpoint the time or even where probably that you would be born but yet several hundred years, and it was written and predicted that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Zechariah wrote, Messiah would be betrayed for 30 pieces of silver, 487 B.C. Now, isn't this interesting that even this intricate detail of the, the cost of the betrayal, the price of the betrayal would be given? Psalms, probably David wrote, Messiah would have his hands and his feet pierced approximately 1,050 B.C. Psalms again, probably David wrote, people would cast lots for his clothing, a thousand more or less. Can you imagine the detail there? Can you imagine the pinpoint declaration years and years earlier that all down through time the Scripture says holy men of old wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Malachi wrote, a messenger would be sent to herald the coming of the Messiah. We know this is John the Baptist, 500 B.C., over 500 years before John the Baptist came on the scene, that it was prophesied that he would. This is a mathematical impossibility that all these scriptures from different prophets over hundreds of years could point to one man, the man, Christ Jesus. But rest assured, it was no accident, but divinely ordained by God. Who is this Jesus? Matthew 1 and verse number 23 declares, call his name Emmanuel, which was translated to this meaning that, that simply means God with us. Isaiah 9 and 6 tells us of a child that would be born and that his, his, this would be the Messiah and, and his name would be called the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Is this an accident? Is this somewhat, what, uh, in through time, just some sort of abnormal thing? Oh no, this is the will and the word of God that God spoke down through time to people. 
Isaiah 44 and 6 tells us that God is a redeemer. 2 Peter 1 and 1 tells us that Jesus is the redeemer. Isaiah 44 and 24 says that God created the world by himself alone. You know from John chapter 1 and verse number 3 and and Colossians uh, 1 and 16 that Jesus made all things. John 8 and 24 tells us that Jesus said, unless you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Why? This sounds so weird. Just unless you believe that I am he. What is he? What is he referring to? Oh, we begin to learn in our scripture reading, did we? we not kids did we not learn this in Isaiah 43 and chapter 10 or verse number 10 you are my witnesses saith the Lord and my chosen and my servant whom I have chosen that you may know uh, me know and believe me and understand that I am he understand that I am he he what going back to John chapter 8 Unless you believe that I am he, you shall die in your sins. Before me there was no God, neither there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. Now believe it or not, if I'm away from this pulpit, I could quote that very good. Verse 11, I... Even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Who was he talking about? Who was he referencing there? And and we find that John chapter 8, Jesus said before Abraham was, I am, referring to Moses' question to God in Exodus, who shall I tell them sent me? And God just said, tell them I am sent you. And God, when God told that, it's not by coincidence. It's not by mistake that that God said that tell them I am. Because in John chapter 10, Jesus says, I and my Father are one. John 14, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. In John chapter 14, Philip said, okay, Jesus, then just show us the Father. And Jesus said to Philip, Philip, uh, don't you understand? Have I been so long with you that you do not know the Father? If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've looked on me, You've looked on the Father. Jesus had appeared to some of the disciples, but Thomas wasn't there. And so Thomas in John 20 says, I won't believe that he rose from the dead. I'm not going to believe any of this unless I reach my fingers into the nail points, nail prints, unless I reach my hand and touch the side that was damaged by the spear. But when he saw Jesus, something incredible happened. He fell to his knees and he said, My Lord and my God, you are my God. Who is this Jesus? He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the Lord and God. And Acts 4 and 12 declares, There's no other name given under heaven, given among men, whereby we must be saved. Acts chapter 20 
tells us that God purchased us with his own blood. Revelations chapter 1 declares that, <clears throat> that uh, in Revelations chapter 5, uh, declares that Jesus' blood purchased us. Colossians 2, for in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In 1 Timothy 3.16, God was manifest in the flesh as Jesus Christ. In Revelation 1, Jesus said, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the ending, the Lord who is, the Lord who was, and the Lord who is to come. 1 Timothy 6, chapter 14, that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable unto the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's, he, notice he says, you keep this commandment until the appearing of the, Jesus is coming back again, until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, which in his time, in his time period, he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immorality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto, whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. He will show he is the God of glory. When he comes back, he will prove that he is the only potentate. He will prove that he is King of kings. And Lord of lords, he will show he is God Almighty. Without doubt, his name is Jesus. <clears throat> I've covered a lot, but only touched the surface of what he is and who he is. Galatians 4 and 4 says, When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son made of a woman, made under the law. All these years that, that begin to build up, all these prophecies that begin to, begin to pile up one upon another, over 570 prophecies through uh, over a 1,000 years or, or more, 1,500 years. I don't know exactly when the first one come forth. But all of these prophecies building up for years and years, maybe 2,000 years or more, years and years and years of prophecy. This prophet declared it. That prophet declared it. But when the fullness of time was come, here comes Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the Redeemer, your hope, your answer, your everything. Hallelujah. Who is this Jesus? He is your Savior. Who is this Jesus? He is your healer. Who is this Jesus? He is your answer today. The same Jesus wants to touch you today. Whenever his name is preached, Jesus. Whenever his name is whispered, Jesus. Whenever his name is called or shouted, Jesus. Who is this Jesus? It's the same Jesus that walked on the shores of Galilee. It's the same Jesus that, that did the miracles there. It's the same Jesus when the winds come up and he spoke, peace be still. And the disciples marveled and said, who is this Jesus? Who is this man that can still the waters? Who is this man that can stop even the heavens? Who is he? 
He's the creator of the ends of the earth. He made the world and he made us. He made everything within it. And does, is there no doubt that Jesus Christ can heal you? Is there no doubt that Jesus Christ can set you free? Is there no doubt that Jesus Christ can change what you're going through right now and step in the middle of a, of a dilemma and step in the middle of problems and difficulties in your life? Who is this Jesus? I hope that I've explained he's not just a teacher. He's not just a prophet. But this Jesus is the, is the very God that died for us, that gave up his life so that we might have life and that more abundantly. I'm talking about, not talking about a God that is powerless. I'm not talking about a teacher that somehow hits, sometimes hits it and sometimes doesn't. I'm not talking about a prophet that just declares things, but I'm talking about a Jesus that said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. Wherever the name of Jesus, hallelujah. What well, was a great and wonderful day. Jesus had, was resurrected. They reveled in his presence. They worshiped him. They sat at his feet as he began to tell them intricate details and secrets that, that no sage or prophet had ever known. As he began to go in detail and, and, and tell them. But he said, you're going to carry this message. And I've got to go. I, I've got to, I've got to, uh, I'll have to ascend back into heaven. Why? Because right now, I can only physically touch those that I can go in. When I go there, everywhere the name is preached, everywhere the name is mentioned, even on a Sunday in Lincoln, Arkansas, that the presence of the Lord moves at the name of Jesus. The Spirit of the Lord, all heaven shakes at the name of Jesus, the name that is so powerful, so wonderful. You say, Pastor, I prayed over and over again. I've, got, I've asked God over and over again. Who knows the Word of God says to come every day. The Word of God declares to keep knocking. The Word of God declares to keep seeking, to keep searching. But understand this. What you have is Jesus the Christ, the creator of the ends of the earth that feigneth not, neither is weary. He will be there for you. Shall we stand? No other name with power and authority to help you. Infinite power. Hallelujah. Jesus will feel the strong presence of the Lord. Jesus is in this house. Jesus is in this place. The presence of the Lord is moving right now for you. Jesus has made this service and Taylor made this service for you. He saw when you left your house. He saw when you asked him for the answer. He saw you wherever you were and whatever you were doing. He knows you and he saw you. 
and he loves and cares for you. Hallelujah. He's waiting for you to approach him. He's waiting for you to call out his name. Hallelujah. No other name. There's no other name. If you have a need, if there's something you need God desperately to do in your life, would you step out from where you are? Would you make your way up into this altar area? You see, it's almost like the throne room of God, the place of God, the place of healing, the place of resurrection of restoration, the place of answers, the place of deliverance. Hallelujah. Come on. Would you step out from where you are? Come on. Would you whisper his name? Would you call out his name? Would you reach for him? Hallelujah. Not just a name, in a historical book. Not just a name on the faded pages of history, but a name that is alive, a name that will help you, a name that will bring answers and help and understanding to your life. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Come on, call out to Him. Call out to Him. Reach for Him right now. Allow the Spirit of the Lord to minister and to move in your heart. Hallelujah. Would you join with someone all across this building? Would you, would you join with someone and pray?